Welcome to the ECG podcast for the week of August 9th. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida. Joining me this evening, I've got George Arevalo from Miami, Florida. What's going on? What up? Zach Cassell from Boston. What is going on? Football season starts today. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And of course, we got uh, back uh, after a brief hiatus, uh, Robbie Bobby Miller. What's going on, man? Good to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. Awesome. So uh, we're going to kind of dive right into kind of an unfortunate topic of discussion this week. Uh, Video games back in the news in a bit of an unfortunate light due to some some recent uh, tragic current events. Um, Three mass shootings in basically a seven-day period. And uh, once again, several uh, politicians and, of course, just regular Joe's weighing in on the negative effects of video games uh, and you know the possible or perceived, I should say, uh, link with uh, video games and violent behavior. Um, man, just frustrating uh, to once again uh, having to have this conversation to maybe explain it to our friends and loved ones that don't enjoy video games as a hobby. Um, I don't know. Have I ever told the story on the podcast about? Um, my personal experience sort of hit really close to home um, with the uh, shooting at the landing in Jacksonville, Florida, at the Madden event. Have I told that story here? Not, I don't think on the podcast, as far as I know, but it might have been was on. So, uh, the most recent instance where this has kind of come up, and um, you know, I, I promise I'll get to the point here in a second, was um, you know at the uh, the event put on by EA um, here in my hometown of Jacksonville, Florida. Um, one of the contestants, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the story, um, eliminated from the tournament, came back the following day and, um, you know, took the lives of, um, you know, several people. And um, I remember I it was very new to the city and um, was driving with my wife over the one of the many bridges here in Jacksonville, drove past the site of the shooting and saw police helicopters, um, cop cars, you know, screaming. Um, figured it was, you know, maybe a bad accident or perhaps a robbery or something like that. And, uh, in the short time it took me to drive from my home to the grocery store, my phone was, um, just completely, you know, lit up by messages and missed phone calls. And, uh, you know, including by the way, from, you know, some relatives that I hadn't talked to in a while, there's some things in my, you know, personal life, uh, some family drama and stuff. Um, and go, like me just, you know, immediately going like, what the fuck? Everyone asked me like, are you okay? And I started to connect the dots and, um, you know, basically discover what happened and got to one by one notify my family members that I was okay. But they saw that essentially there was a, um, you know, a video game sort of related uh, event in Jacksonville, assumed that I may have been, you know, there and were frantically calling to make sure that I was okay. And um, as I made each phone call, replied to the text message, um, it made me feel increasingly sad because I realized that there were other people that weren't going to be able to send those same messages and make those same calls because they were dead. So flash forward to uh, my next work day. Um, the entire day, uh, I felt like absolute garbage because I, you know, I play my switch every day at my desk or, you know, in the break room, um, was just person after person, either making really poor jokes about, Hey man, don't just don't get too mad at your video games. Okay. Like, you know, we, we like being here in the office or like, 
you know, oh man, does it make you feel weird? Like playing your switch now at work, you know, knowing that somebody did something basically just, you know, really fucking stupid, ignorant comments. And, you know, eventually I kind of had enough. And, uh, one of my, my, uh, my teammates at the time, I basically just took him to task and was like, I don't think, you know, that joke's funny. Um, I don't think that situation that what happens funny. And I honestly think it's absolute bullshit that people think that there's any correlation, you know, between what happened and, you know, the video games right like you know no i'm not going to shoot up the office like i do this as a form of escape and then kind of quickly apologize and i'm like hey man you know it's not particularly you it's just that it's very obvious from my interactions with several people in the office that you know many people feel that way that um you know gamers are like you know uh this is uh, becoming a stereotype that are they're angry people and if you play violent video games that you yourself are going to be a violent person so yeah, i wanted to use that as kind of a springboard into the discussion because when i saw this conversation topic winding back up um it you know i had a very immediate gut reaction um to it obviously um just having a tragedy close to home and then you know sort of having to kind of I you know in a humiliating fashion explain myself a little bit and feel a little awkward about something that should just be a relaxed relaxing thing I work hard you know when I'm at work and shouldn't have to feel weird about you know taking my break and doing what I want with my own personal time but um, I'll open up the floor to you guys now and and kind of just see how you're processing this and maybe some of your thoughts and then I thought we could uh have a discussion about you know the positive impact that video games have had for us. Uh, maybe a specific example in your life where video games have kind of done something the opposite, provided a you know a path to, to a little bit of healing or you know um, some positivity. So I'm up the, the floor to you guys. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean um, I'll get in on this. And uh, first, I, I want to say that you know my deepest condolences to the families of um, other people who lost loved ones in these tragic events. It's it's awful that this is a almost becoming a, a regular news story here um, in this country. But um, I know some of that stuff is the debates for the time of the day. For me, um, you know, I'll get into a little bit about what video games have done for me. But one of the things that really sticks out and something that I want to point out, you know, it's, you know, without getting too political is my theory. And I'm not the only one who I'm sure I'm not the only one that believes is that I, I think part of the reason why video games are, are you know, usually have to, deal with this kind of thing or this community has to deal with this kind of thing with being having the finger pointed at us as to why there's mass shootings or violence and that kind of thing and and the reason why i think that happens is because the video game community in general is an easy scapegoat and for politicians in general by going after that community by laying the blame with them it, it's basically uh there's no consequence to them because they don't lose any votes you know they can't there is no giant video game lobbyist. There isn't, you know, there's, the video game community isn't having a direct impact in these politicians' pockets um, or, you know, like, like, other, like other, you know, communities like the NRA or whatever, all these things that get involved in politics. The video game community typically doesn't, as, uh, apart from just your vote. So it becomes an easy target, an easy person for either political party to blame without any significant backlash we just or just easy scapegoats for that um and it's unfortunate but i think that's where that stems from it's easy to, it's a, someone to point the finger at that's what i think it mostly is there's been studies time and time again that show that there's no real correlation between violence the real world uh, compared to the kind of violence that we see in some video games uh, not all video games are violent um but you know, some of them are, but I don't think there's much of a correlation, um, as people say. Um, 
not too long ago, I well, I recently shared a like a study that that showed certain things as to how we compare to the rest of the world um, when it with a correlation between video game revenue and violent gun deaths. You might have seen it, Chris Abbey on there, but the USA ranks like third in the country in terms of video game revenue per person. Um, for example, in the in the past year or so. Um, but we rank far and ahead above everyone else in terms of violent gun deaths per 100,000 people. Um, in fact, if you take the top 10 countries combined that spend the most money on video games, we actually total more violent gun deaths than any of them combined. Um, so I don't really think there's anything that shows that it has anything to do with the kind of video games that we play or just the fact that we play video games in general. But kind of moving on after making my point with that, as far as what video games has done for me is, um, you know, for me back when I was 18 years old, um, just had gotten out of high school. Um, I had a pretty devastating knee injury. I, um, I used to play a lot of football in high school. Uh, I just was really passionate about football. I still love football to this day. Um, and I was playing a pickup game and essentially blew out my knee um, in this game. I blew out my ACL, uh, both meniscus partially tore PCL, um, and I didn't have health insurance at the time because I just turned 18, and it was during all that time where with the pre-existing condition and all this stuff, so um, it was hard to find a doctor um, that could, that would even see me, um, and I knew something was messed up with me. I never had a surgery before, never had anything like that, so um, not to get too much into that, but it was a pretty difficult time because it was a lot up in the air. And my knee was essentially deteriorating and I couldn't get it fixed. I couldn't walk on it properly. I couldn't position it, anything like that. Um, but coincidentally, around that time, um, Mass Effect came out. So um, that Mass Effect 1, that is, in 2007. And that game essentially got me through that entire process. You know, playing that game time and time again, you know, taking the Paragon or Renegade route, um, that made like the pain, all the difficult things that we had to go through during that time. Um, you know, our parents didn't have a lot of money. I obviously didn't have a lot of money. Um, but kind of getting through that, um, it was easy to forget. Forget about the pain, forget about the finances, forgetting about how I'm going to fix this. Uh, you're talking about an 18-year-old kid at the time. I had hopes of being a police officer, like my life, my career. A lot of things depended on me finding a way to get this fixed, you know. So it bought me time. It kept me sane, you know, it kept me focused um it kept me determined and driven in a time where everything could have for me felt like it could have just really fallen apart eventually we're able to find a doctor who would see me or able to find a way to get the insurance you know get some insurance to cover something and I ended up getting my knee taken care of um eventually but it took a while um and, and just for me like that's kind of what video games do for me it's like you said earlier man it's an escape um it's a it's a break from reality, but not in, in, at least for me, and not in an unhealthy way. You know, like it's a uh, take your mind off of maybe difficult things that are going. Time to relax, time to just kick back, you know, and explore a different world, a different way of doing things. You know, whether you're through RPGs, fantasy games, sports games, it's a way to get away. It's no different going out for a run, you know, being a, a biker, being a, going to a sporting event, you know, it's it's just different. I understand people don't sometimes fear what they don't understand, you know, but um, that's what it's always been for me. Do I sometimes get too into the games and get frustrated? Yeah, but it's not the game that's doing that. That's just me. That's just my personality. And I think that's something that we all need to, like, learn how to differentiate, you know? Yeah, do violent people play video games? Absolutely. But video games 
don't make violent beasts. No, I don't know that there's a, a right answer. You know, before I pose this question to the to the group, but do you think is there a way that we, you know, can educate um, people? You know, that maybe aren't familiar with video games. Like, uh, you know, how do you approach that? Like, how do we change? you know, public perception or, you know, just perception in general on a smaller scale, right? Like, um, what I mean, one of the positive things, like, I'll give you an example. In um, you know, uh, going back to the work examples, like we had a Mario Kart tournament, right? And like, um, it was hugely successful as for fundraising for, uh, for a veterans, um, you know, based charity that we do every year for our company. Um, but, you know, I think it had sort of a positive effect, right, on people seeing like, video games can be this right like goofy mario kart colorful fun like it's competitive but it you know like i don't know like it's something that brought the office together and had a ton of people having fun like is there a way like is there like a magic bullet or is there you know are there things that we can do and if so like what do you guys think like you know as like gamers we can do to kind of help change that perception you know even if there are violent video games and we enjoy playing them that like that's not (laughs) <laughs> that's you know, not who we are like collectively we're not a stereotype basically i think it's probably a little bit of self-awareness man like there was a, a study a couple years ago that said m- more than 150 million americans play video games at least three hours per week i think that some people don't classify themselves as gamers because sure. they there's that stereotype that gamers are people Maybe like us, right? That play a lot of video games that, you know, this play video games almost every day or every other day, you know, but this study was, was, was done, um, by, by the ESA and they showed that it was 42%, you know, there's what, 320 million people in this country, 150 million play video games at least three hours per week. I mean, that's regularly, you know, it may be a, a good bit now on like mobile, little mobile games, but that, you know, if you play a mobile game, you know, something that you think is innocent, like Candy Crush or some shit like that. Like, you're a gamer, you know? Like, does the frustrations of losing that game make you want to hurt people or be violent? No, probably not, you know? So I, th- I think it's, a, like, a little bit of lack of self-awareness. Like, hey, well, there's a lot more gamers out there than you realize, and they look just like me and you. They're just regular people. You know, with, with the amount of people that play video games, yes, yeah, some of them are going to be bad people. Not 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 every person that plays a video game is a good person um, or, you know, or is completely sane or, or whatever the case may be. Like, you know, like, I don't know exactly how you go about kind of changing that stereotype, but I think people taking a look at themselves and realizing that they are kind of part of that stereotype one way or another, no matter how much they want to admit how much they play video games, you know? I, mean, um, I give my wife all the fucking credit in the world, you know, because when we started, she did not, you know, understand. And she was, you know, open to it, but she just did not understand, you know, like video games as a hobby or anything else. Um, and, you know, flash forward, like we had, um, you know, um, somebody kind of in our, our circle that, you know, once posed the question to her, like privately, not in front of me or anything. But, you know, she kind of told me what her response was, was like you know, uh, like, don't, don't you find it like, I don't know, like weird or uh, like immature or whatever, something like that, that, you know, your husband's a 33 year old man, he's into video games. And, you know, her response, man, I mean, I just wanted to give her the bigger, biggest hug was of all the bad habits and shit that my husband could be into, right? Like of all the fucked up stuff, he could be out late night, you know, carousing all the time or whatever. Like, 
if like video games is like the his vice, like the, the thing that I like, I got to worry about it. Like there's far worse things that somebody could be into, right? It's not overly expensive hobby, you know, depending, I guess, on what kind of shit you have. Like for your, <laughs> you know, could get expensive, I suppose, but you know what I mean? Like it doesn't inherently have to be, um, you know, and, and like, you know, I, I don't know. Like she's like, if it keeps him happy and healthy and whatever, like there are worse things in other words. And I just thought that was such a good kind of response to it. You know, it was like, uh, you know that's yeah and just, maybe you guys uh you know zach bobby feel free to chime in yeah. but like uh, you know the other day um you know hunter right that he plays with us in, in destiny mm-hmm. so i popped into a party where him and Brittany were on but in in the party was a, a third person that i didn't know and well you 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 hopped it later right yeah um yep. you know and it's got a buddy of ours hunter that, that plays in our clan in destiny and we had never met her before but his daughter was in the party chat with him she was playing a completely different game she's 20 years i think she's 20 years old or something like that um and there they are like i don't know if they live apart from each other or how far or whatever but you had there a a father and his daughter like you know having a connection through video games and they weren't even playing the same game they were just literally just talking and chatting in the party chat like you know like it's uh, you know, and that kind of thing doesn't get highlighted. That kind of thing doesn't get looked at because that's that was super cool. I thought that was awesome. You know, I hope I don't know if I'll ever have kids one day, but if I do, I, that'd be such a cool thing to share um, with with a child, you know, or you know, like with family like that. So you know, I I don't know what 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 about you guys, Bobby, Zach, Zach, you can go if you want. Yeah, I'm mean, <clears throat> I'm in the same boat where I don't think that video games uh, cause violence whatsoever. I actually did a um a project i guess you would call it at school uh for this like a report or whatever and um you know i i think uh the biggest well not the biggest but a big argument is you know you're controlling the character that's performing the actions you know like um no russian in modern warfare 2 like you're controlling the character mowing down you know all 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 of these innocent people and you know while that may be true like what's in 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 my point of view, and in, and I know it's in a lot of other people's point of view. What's the difference between doing that and like watching Three Hundred and just how graphically violent that movie is? Like, it, because you're not controlling Leonidas going through killing people, that it's it's not just as impactful, or you know, not as impactful, depending on how you look at it. Like, I just yeah, I I I, 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 I don't I don't I don't. I don't get it. Like when people say, oh man, I just, I get lost in a book and I'm imagining I'm in this, you know, when I'm reading a book, I just, you know, I get engulfed in it. Like, okay. But like when you're reading a, you know, a a book that whatever is describing a horrible murder scene or, you know, is a war, a war book or whatever book that will depict violence. Like you are reading about it in graphic detail. That is not, you know, there's no argument against that. It's it, it, it's it, you, you said it yourself, George, and you, it's they it's a scapegoat, and it sucks because games it, aren't the only form of media. I mean, to be fair, um, I, I specifically remember in high school, um, <clears throat> finally watching Natural Born Killers after you know as a, a middle schooler, so you know a few years prior seeing that movie drag through the mud. Um, you know, because of its link to the uh, Columbine shooting and and how much the uh, shooters idolized. And I was shocked, like even as a 16 year old, at um, how unfair a shake that film got because 
the entire premise of the film is based upon the fact that you have two people that are very, very horrible, terrible people doing a very terrible thing. But because the media and popular culture has sort of fetishized them, like the public at large kind of use them as like uh, kind of weird anti-heroes, like they're almost like cheering them on, right? There's also a very similar movie to um, uh, fucking Bonnie and Clyde, like in you know the terms that like I mean they, they use that as a template, obviously, but the movie is also very satirical in nature. Like you, you can watch ten minutes of Natural Born Killers and see that it's obviously meant to be exaggerated and kind of weird and almost dreamlike to show you that this is not meant to be glorified nor is it like you know something that is supposed to be really realistic like it's obviously telling you a, a story in a, in a kind of an artful way and it's really a critique of the, our obsession with violence and, and how the media can kind of spin it into something that's like cool or um you know uh I mean, but I, my point is you know it, sorry i i'm yeah no, no, good <laughs> it's you know that like it because the shooters you know, cited the film, right? And uh, saying things like badasses don't die and all this stuff, like it became the target. People automatically said, oh, well, because they were, were into natural born killers, like two people that did something very horrible, um, the movie must be responsible. And by the way, they liked Marilyn Manson and Rammstein. So that also must be bad because it's two people that did something horrible were into this. And I just, I don't understand how people make that leap. I just exactly. Don't. And look at a, a great example is it's uh, a monumental achievement, by the way, is Grand Theft Auto five has sold. What was it like? 110 million copies. Yeah, that's something crazy, right. Man. That mm -hmm. is what, what a lot of people um, will use as like the game that causes violent behavior. Grand Theft Auto is like, cause you know, you can just go up to somebody and shoot them in the face. So, you know, uh, let's say that number again, 110 million. Why aren't there just so many more shootings because of how violent this game is, you know, yeah. out of 110 million people, man, if, if, if video games are as violent as they say they are and cause all these people to go as mad as they do, dude, then this uh, out of 110 million people, a hell of a lot more of them will be, you know, performing these kind of actions. And, you know, and, and as far as like, what, what, what can we do to like, um, better show, you know, the, the side of video games that they don't see or they don't want to see. Um, I think, I think putting a commercial right in the Super Bowl about like the extra life campaign um about like you know evo about um all these things that bring people and gamers together and you know it causes us to celebrate games you know e3 i think extra life's probably like the biggest thing though because like thousands and thousands of people are coming together to you know stream games all night long to raise money well, take your pick, man. There's the games done quick, you know, awesome and summer games done quick, like two two other big charity events. Guardian Con, man, fucking what three million dollars was the final count? Yeah, see, Jordan, it, I went to like, it, it, yep. I, you just you could take your pick, man. There are so many, you know, charity drives and like, and you know, even on stream, people play by violent, you know, video games like as part of that cause, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. taking it back a little bit to what you were saying, Chris, about about. Like, you know, movies and stuff like that. So I mean, a little little bit of a different take. So I, I do think movies and games do glorify these. They of course, do glorify violence. They I, I absolutely. Yeah, I don't think anyone would argue. Do. Like you know, mm. you know, no one's gonna 
I could go make a movie about a, a perfectly good husband who walks his dog every day and takes his kids to school and he's just a good guy and no one's going to watch that shit. You know, it's like people are fascinated and obsessed with these, with these pers- yeah, these personas who have vastly different lifestyles and, and ways of thinking than the average person. And that's it right there. It's because they're so different than we are. Think, think like movies like Scarface or more recently, like the TV show Narcos, which is a massive hit to the point where you see people out here wearing T-shirts with Pablo Escobar's mugshot on it. Like Pablo Escobar was not a good guy, you know, but I understand, <laughs> like, but I can understand the fascination with what he was able to do, you know, like how, you know, building that, like it's, you could still be impressed and also yeah. disgusted at, 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 at what the kind of person that he is. So, yes, it is glorifying that, but there's a fine line. I, I, I as, a, as a viewer, a consumer, can be fascinated with what he was able to do, um, you know, and how many, you know, how powerful he got. Um, and, you know, but there's a fine line with me thinking that that is cool, that, uh, that it's inspiring me. It's, it's, it's not. It's interesting. It's fascinating. It's must-see TV. But you as a person need to be able to understand and draw the line as to well, that is clearly wrong. I'm not gonna. I'm not inspired. I don't want to go and drop my job and become a fucking drug lord to live that kind of life because it's wrong. Whether it's a, a, your moral compass or or whatever the case, like there there is a fine line. Like yeah, those things are glorified because they're interesting. Like those are the things that sell. Um, those are the things that people like to watch. But I think if the general public likes to watch it because it's so different. It's not normal. It, it like it's not the way that we can actually go about doing things. So in my opinion, watching Narcos is no fucking different than playing Grand Theft Auto. You are well, watching something by the way, that I'll, you can't, you know? I'll, I'll point out that human, you know, fascination with violence goes back to ancient civilizations. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You um, ancient, we still have it. UFC man. exists. But people, I, but, well, hey, well, hey, so here, that actually is, let, let me just finish quickly on that point, because that was actually going to take me to my next point, right? I just think there's this lag back into my whole self-awareness thing, right? So one comment, I'm a big MMA fan, you know, I've been an MMA fan, I will watch two dudes fighting in the back of uh, a bar, you know, or in an alley, you know, I, I love watching fights, I love mixed martial arts. And um, I remember a few years ago, you know, the pro wrestler John Cena, made this comment saying he would never let his kids watch the UFC because it's too violent, right? Because it's too violent. And we're talking about a professional wrestler, right? A guy, I mean, he may not be from the Attitude Era, but he is a guy that I'm sure has cut himself on live TV, bled all over the place, been thrown around, done all kinds of crazy things with the storylines. But MMA is too violent? Like, give me a fucking break. That's, That's that kind of line of thinking that in my opinion borderlines on on ignorance about you know like you don't understand what goes into mixed martial arts you don't understand what goes into video games or some of these movies um and it's in, just easy to like judge it you know and lay blame on it because well, i think don't most people it. would understand like in you know by the way like in those ancient cultures like they still had severe punishments for transgressions right for crimes like People would go to a gladiator match and watch people get ripped apart by, you know, lions and fight against other fighters. But when you left the arena, like you weren't going out and massacring people on the streets, you know, or certainly if you did something uh, like that, if you committed murders, like there were still consequences as well documented. You know what I mean? So I think my point is, um, I, I, you know, I believe that like 
observing violence or you know whether it be on tv or video games whatever and committing violence i don't necessarily feel like they're two things go that go hand in hand i feel like a healthy individual with the right context uh can see those things experience those things and still be able to differentiate between right and wrong um and understand when something is entertainment based as zach said um and even recognize it, you know, as uh, as something that's that's horrible. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know, man. I just it's it's this is nothing new. You know, I mean, even pre television, like in film, like this is not anything new. Um, but what what's also crazy is just the vast amount of video games that just don't even have a lick of violence in them. Correct. Yes, that's so the other like, thing I would, did want to touch on. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, go ahead. yeah like there are so so for every violent game, there's what there's probably two not violent games because, you know, and, and I'm counting, you know, whatever, mobile games, everything, because like you said, man, whether or not you know it, if you're playing, you know, Candy Crush on your phone for two hours a day, dude, you're a gamer. But like, there's just so, so many not violent video games. Like if you wanted to um, like download, if you downloaded Xbox Game Pass, like I'm sure you could go on there and find, 10 or 15 games that just do not include violence and like that's and that's that's awesome because like if you were a parent getting your child something and you were worried about that kind of thing like that's an awesome thing like you can go in there and you could find these games that obviously have have no bit of violence in them whatsoever and i i and i'm sure like you know bobby can attest to that because i know he's got kids and everything i don't know if they play games or not but like well think about a game like gone home right i don't know has anybody here Oh, I haven't played that. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna, I, I heard it's pretty sweet. So I don't want it spoiled. Yeah, I, I, I so I'll, I'll keep you know spoilers out of the discussion. Journey. But, but well, I'll talk about Gone Home because I feel like it'll illustrate the point. But I won't spoil anything. Um, it's a walking simulator, right? Um, that is a game my wife did not understand why I wanted to play. She watched me play through the whole thing and was like, I don't understand why anybody would because it, it's storytelling, right? Um. You know, but my point, I think if you showed somebody gone home, right, they would probably connect with the story, but they would not. It would blow their mind that that like that's the whole game, like what happens in the game. Like it, there is no conflict, no combat like it is a you're walking around an environment. You're piecing together a story. It's a beautiful story. It's a really touching story. Um, and that's all you do. Right. I, I, I think people would on the whole would probably be shocked like people that are quote unquote non-gamers will be shocked that there are there's a whole genre of games um where that's the whole thing right um you have you know puzzle games like tetris and candy crush and stuff like that obviously too but like i think you know there there are plenty of narrative based video games that where there is no conflict of any kind whether violent or not you know where it's simply just storytelling and i, I you know you mentioned like a Super Bowl sizzle reel, um, you know, showing charities and stuff like that, too. I mean, I would love to see, <clears throat> I mean, if this shit ever goes to some kind of congressional hearing, they put together, you know, a presentation where they show like how varied, you know, video games are. We have a rating system, like the video game industry has been self-regulating for a few decades now. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. And I, I also wish that they could, uh, like I, if there was like one game that I was going to show them that was violent, but like violence with a purpose, I guess, or like violence that ha- felt like it had weight to it. Um, like I would, I wish I could show them like the movie version of the last of us yeah. and to show them that like, yes, this game has violence in it, but like your characters don't want to perform, you know, these actions in, in, 
the way that they make you feel as a person like you don't want to perform these actions because like some of that stuff you got to do in that game is like brutal and everything but like it it has so much weight to it because of the the way the story is being told and the way you know the the storytelling from the environment and like just the characters felt real like it was like man like i i wish we could show them that like it's not just going around gun blazing just mowing people down and everything like there's art this you know it's odd man it is it's an art it's it's art and it's they're expressing it and they're like you know the way that they fit i would be happy if we could just get people to the point of like hey uh the, you know, except the fact that this is, you know, no different than any other form of media with depictions of it. Like, I'd be happy if we could just get them to that point. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just put it on equal footing with, you know, uh, films, right? Like, in that, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of video games out there where it's bad taste, you know? And, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys recall, but there was somebody who had like a school shooting simulator that they were trying to publish on Steam. Yeah, I see that. That's crazy. And a rare move for them intervened and they were like, no, you know, this is a bridge too far. We're not trying to censor anybody, but this serves no purpose. Like this is clearly an inflammatory, you know, uh, video game <clears throat> that serves no, it, you know, no. And I think they made the right call there, but. Uh, Bobby, I, it's not like you were gonna get ready to say something, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, no, no. I, I just wanted you guys to talk first. I, I can tell you, I, I was born in '84, and <clears throat> I did the stats. And <clears throat> since the year after Columbine, from the day I was born to the year after Columbine, I grew up in Baltimore City, and there were nine thousand people murdered in Baltimore from the the year that I was born up until the year after Columbine. And I, and then they, they. Because Columbine is the biggest thing because they said that they liked Wolfenstein 3D and Doom, which which at the time were two of the, well, sure. besides Mortal Kombat in the earlier uh, days. But uh, it, it was it was the first game that actually let you shoot people and body parts flying and beat people with stuff. And, and it's it's just crazy to see like how they try to use stats for things. And, I mean, they, they even say 65% of those 9,000 murders were never solved. I mean, and that's only until 2002. I mean, it... It doubles and triples almost up until now in Baltimore. So it's like, and I know uh, for a fact that not a lot of people in Baltimore out of those 9,000 murders had a computer to play Doom and Wolfenstein 3D or, or the people that murdered them, uh, uh, you know, the murderers, whatever. Uh, it, they didn't have Wolfenstein and Doom. So it's, it's, it, stats don't lie. It's, it's, I hate this discussion. It always gets me crazy. I have two girls and, and, I will say that I have noticed that some of the games uh, are affecting them now, that where I haven't been playing them around them, uh, mostly uh, zombie games, because my, my daughter will say, well, you got to shoot that guy, do this, and I'm just like, I don't, you know, want you to think that that's all I do on here. Uh, so it's, it's, I've tried to play less of those games around her, uh, but still she'll play Fortnite and other games where where you do other shooting and whatnot, but it's not as gory as you know well first of all kids shouldn't be playing it's almost as if you're a responsible parent who is okay look look, let me tell you it's so crazy because this is why i've been holding my like not saying anything so it's been driving me nuts this week this is the second time this week that a friend of mine uh i always every single time i play online i do a a party chat because i don't want to talk to people online uh i (laughs) most of people online if you don't know them they are they are they are not good people or they think they're funny uh, and say some off the wall nasty things. But for the past week, my buddy's son 
who he's got to be under 10, keeps coming into my party chat and asking me to watch him play Grand Theft Auto V. I, I did it once because I felt bad for him. And then it, it was the craziest thing to see. He, like, walked past, you know how Grand Theft Auto V is. He walked past some guys on the bench and... And one of the guys said something to him, cussing at him, doing whatever. And then he's like, what did he say to me? And he turned around and started shooting him. And then he just started shooting everybody and then running and hiding from the police. And I was just like, where is your dad? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think you should be playing this. Uh, you know, uh, you know, your dad should be around there for you. Like, it's just, it, it gets a little crazy. And this is not a second time he's trying to do it. And I'm like, where's your dad? Like, he should be either playing this with you or telling you you should not play this. Like, it's, I don't want to judge anybody, uh, but it was just weird to see firsthand. Like, it would just happen this week. That's why when we, we said we were going to talk about this, and I thought, man, this is crazy because this is like uh, seeing it from the opposite side, sort of, I'd say. I'm not saying that his son's going to grow up and do whatever, but it was just, it was weird to see someone else's kid just, you know, playing these games. Because I know every time I've bought a game recently in the past, I'd say five, six years, if it had a uh, mature title, they would check my ID even though I have a beard with gray hairs all in it. Same. Yeah. It's it's like, that's just the way it should be. And and again, yeah, it is bad parenting. Sorry, you know, friend, if you're watching, listen. Uh, but uh, I just... Well, uh, I, look, I, I think it, it comes down to individual cases, yes. right? I think that is the call of the parents. I mean, like, I, I, you know, without getting too far into the weeds, um, you know, growing up, I got sent home with a letter um, from a teacher at school, I think in fifth grade, um, like I, I got bored with goosebumps. So I started reading some Stephen King books. The ones that my mom said it were okay to read, you know? Yeah. Um, and the teacher sent me home with a note that was like, Hey, I took away your son's book. Um, this is too adult for him. Probably and my mom sent back a note back. That was like, respectfully, like, I'm just happy that my kid reads, please give him back his book. If we need to meet to talk about this, we can, but I'm aware of what he's reading and I'd, re you know, he's reading and he's clearly like, according to your school test, like far and above, like fifth grade reading level, like, thank you and like that was the end of it so i think it does depend on the child right um yeah, uh, yes. and and the parent and what they you know feel that you know the parent it should be a decision left up to the parent but um but i agree that the onus is on you as the parent to, yes. to be informed about what your child is playing and then to make the decision and to you know pay attention to how your child is behaving and processing that stuff and if it appears to be too much like you should probably intervene but continue i'm sorry no, no, no. That that's what I. It's that's what was crazy to me. Is it's like I didn't know whether to say something or just disappear. And it was like, luckily his connection lagged out the first time, and the second time I just ignored it. Like, no, I'm not gonna watch you do that. And I, it just felt weird because it kind of felt like uh, uh, video gamers always get the loner stigma. So it was like that's what I was starting to think of. Like, and that's what I didn't like is because I was like, man, this kid's alone. And he's playing. And he's going to everyone's party chat trying to get people to play with him. Like, this is, you know, it, it was just all, like I said, it was weird that it all happened this week. And I just, it was just making me feel different ways. But it just, yeah, it was a lot. But well, uh, I, no matter how you come down on <clears throat> some of the other issues, like, you know, guns and whatever, like, I think we can all, mass shootings are far too complicated, you know, of an issue to just put it down to one thing right i think we can all agree on that it's a complicated issue it there's a lot of factors at play yeah 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 so um let's if you guys don't mind let's and george you shared a story let's um you know zach and um uh if it's bobby let's fucking share some stories on some positive things that video oh, games great. have done for you in your life like maybe a time maybe a tough time in your life you know and and how video <laughs> games helped you 
Uh, I I'll start Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Mine mine would be depressing, but it gets better. Uh, That's fine, man. In 2014 was like the hardest time for me. I uh, I lost my mom two months before she she passed away out of nowhere. She just had uh, culinary heart failure. Um, I still to this day will remember that day for the rest of my life. Uh, she passed away two months before my daughter was born, my first, first daughter. Oh man. So it's like that, like killed me. And it's like, I remember, I think that destiny came out shortly after that, I believe. Um, and then luckily, like after all that, like I was, it was a rough place for me. And, uh, I know that destiny helped me a lot after that, but then I decided to take a break from video games for, God, I want to say it was almost a year. It was until The Taken King came out. And then during that span, I was playing softball, and I tore my ACL, and I had to have surgery for that. So I was, you know, not able to take care of my daughter by myself because I couldn't walk or do anything. Uh, So my mother-in-law had to come and stay, and then it was just like a really, really hard time. But I know that I rely a lot on my video game friends. I'll, I'll call them that. Uh, just because most of them, well, actually now I've met most of them. Uh, but when the Taken King came out, um, luckily that's when I decided to come back and try to play. Like I had my wife, she loved this, uh, bring a TV into the room because I was in a separate bedroom uh, because I was up all night. Uh, the pain was, uh, it was awful. I had to have a second surgery uh, in like 2014, like I said, it was god awful. Uh, and the second surgeon cut my nerve so I can't feel like the right side of my foot. But that's Holy a whole shit. other yeah, yeah, he was an idiot, and now he's on freaking commercials for some other hospital or something. Yeah, you gotta love people. Uh, but uh, it's it, it. That's when Taken King came out, and then that's when I told my wife, like, look, I need to do something. I'm losing my mind in here. And then the Taken King, I I swear, I've met more people playing Destiny the second time during Taken King when that DLC came out than ever, and it helped uh, me escape the the reality of dealing with everything that had happened. Uh, I mean, it was hard trying to be a dad, trying to be a brother, sister. Everybody was like, all of us were like fighting all the time with all of our emotions. And it was just hard. And me not being able to do anything, it, it kind of helped me playing with other people and talking to people and seeing that <laughs> other people are having normal lives. Uh, and all this stuff doesn't happen to everyone. It kind of it, it made it better. It was easier for me to to get back into the video games. And it, and it helped a lot. I've met I, I want to say, I think there's a, we even have a group text of all of us that still talk now. It's like 12 of us that I've met during uh, the Taken King until now that we all play games together, like the division and other games. But it just, it's like, it helped me create another family. And I, I, I would have never been able to do any of that without video games. So it's yeah. 2014 uh, video games definitely saved me in 2014. Uh, same for me, but I'll let Zach tell the story. And actually it's oddly enough, my story has uh, some echoes of yours, but go ahead, Zach. Uh, mine's more along the lines of like uh, uh, moments that like, I, I guess enjoyed while I was playing games. So when I was growing up, uh, my cousin had the um, N64 and I would go over his house all the time and we would play the wrestling games. And, uh, man, we played, I can't even begin to explain how much like WCW, NWO revenge we played, um, uh, war zone, WrestleMania 2000. And, uh, you know, that was awesome because like I would go over there, uh, like every weekend 
and like it was just like a staple man we would go over we had these wrestling action figures we would throw it down with the action figures we would use these old clementine boxes as wrestling rings and uh and then we would hop on the video games and uh we would play the wrestling games and then fast forward you know uh a couple of years later i got the playstation 2 and uh you know i go to my dad's house um i would go to my dad's house every other weekend and uh i would play like smackdown versus raw and smackdown here comes the pain and all that with my other cousin um so like i, I on both sides of the family like i always had you know a cousin that i would go and and play these wrestling games with and uh you know uh one, one of them to this day i could still hop on and play you know wrestling games with if i wanted to because he's still on xbox all the time and uh you know it was just it was just awesome i, I just put so many hours you know into that and like you know it was just a lot of a lot of you know bonding and it was it was just uh it was awesome just because like there was like not a care in the world like we were doing gm mode and smackdown versus raw and like you know drafting your rosters and all that and it was it was just so much fun like we would we would change it up all the time and the n64 one it was just man uh we we, we saw during the during the the bracket tournament man i, I love those games um and like i said they 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 definitely hold a like a special place in my heart they'll always be like i could probably go back and play them today and have just as i mean we know that the legend of ocarina the ocarina of time doesn't really hold a special place in your heart but it's an argument for another day (laughs) yeah yeah. still talking about that very traumatic moment for me this year honestly (laughs) i I did also want to share it's obviously not my story but i remember this story uh about video games kind of a feel-good story in a sense that i had read about a few years ago um and you guys may have come across it as well um and it's a i saw an article about it where uh, i forgot what i think it was a youtube commenter um had shared a story about uh, you know relationship with his dad he had said that when he was like four years old his dad had bought like the original xbox you know the oh, big giant know the story one, right about. yeah you know you know the racing one yeah. right yeah, they would play yeah. this game, this racing game all the time together. Um, and then his dad passed away, like, you know, when he was still a kid, a couple of years after. And he couldn't play Xbox. He couldn't touch the Xbox for years, you know, like eight, nine, ten, something like that. Um, but when he finally decided to pick it up again, he noticed something. That game that they used to play, I think it was, uh, man, it was a game where you could race like Mitsubishi Lancers and stuff like that. Um, the Rally, Rally Sports something. Um, and he started playing it and messing around with it. And then he, he found a ghost. And in that game, basically the highest time for like a lap or a race, um, would, would show up as a ghost. And as if you're trying to beat like the high score and the high score being the fastest time for a race, you would see this ghost, um, in, in the race going on with you, almost like you were playing against them. And that ghost was his dad's high score um so he played over and over trying to beat his dad's score and then one day he finally like was beating him but just before he gets to the finish line he just stops and lets his dad's ghost win because if you win if you beat the ghost you delete that run and you you know you override the save um so it's you know he just he just let it win that way he would still have that memory of his father kind of engraved into that game so long as uh never the score so it's like a pretty cool uh way to still connect with with his father man so i mean that's that's the kind of thing that video games can do 
for people um, that doesn't get highlighted, that doesn't get uh, noticed, you know? Well, certainly uh, outside of our community too often anyway. For sure, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, and that on a high note at least. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, I'll I'll share. Actually, you got two stories. One I'll I'll make quick. So uh, to connect to your uh, destiny uh, story, Bobby, weird parallel. I was also having some pretty bad health problems when the Taken King came out. Um, to make a very long story short, um, at the very best, I knew that I had glaucoma, which you know, thankfully, it turned out that's all it was. But at the worst, I um, was told that I may have a brain tumor or some other like life life threatening disease. Uh, spent an entire week in a hospital getting spinal taps and MRIs and angiograms and, you know, I mean, you name it, like, um, basically went in with no symptoms, came out feeling horrible. Like, I mean, I was just battered to shit. Um, and uh, when I got back, I discovered, you know, that my my raid clan at the time, which was, you know, a lot of the people we still play with, um, my brother, Kyle, another friend named Kyle, Ryan, uh, cool cat. There's a, a lot of us. Um I had waited for me to start the uh, the uh, fucking uh, King's Fall raid. Like they yeah. they waited for me in the hospital. They were like, "We're not doing this without you." Even though the raid launched and it was a big thing, and um, I got back and um, you know they, it was like just a super warm reception. It, I was not feeling my best, and they uh, they really helped me kind of through that time where it was dealing with a lot of scary stuff. Um, kind of the main story I want to highlight though, is like kind of what even led me to be able to, for that thing to be possible. So, um, I moved down, you know, to Jacksonville originally, um, to move in with an ex-girlfriend. Um, we subsequently, you know, dated for a few years and I went through like a really bad breakup and, uh, you know, for the first time in my life, I found myself in a position where I was living truly, uh, alone. Like I'd never lived by myself before, you know, this, and I was like 27. I always had at least a roommate, you know, or something. Um, and I can remember for like the first week, um, coming home from work, not feeling like I had any purpose. It was just me and my dog and a very small empty apartment and just feeling completely lost. Like I just, you know, uh, did not have any friends locally. I realized because I kind of, you know, as you do sometimes when you're, you know, in a relationship, you know, you, you kind of get comfortable with that person. You don't always have the biggest social circle. I had some friends through work, but I just, you know, I realized that like, I did not have nearly as many friends, certainly like friends that were just mine, you know, that I thought I did. Um, and night after night I would come home and just, and really just feel like shit. Um, and then a little game called destiny came out and um my my brother and i started playing online together a lot again like we've always been close our whole lives um uh same kyle that i mentioned the other kyle is also, you know, a friend of mine is also named kyle um who used to work for me um at a prior job that i had who i talked to in probably two three years uh, we connected because he also had destiny and then the dominoes started falling you know we i met a so many people that now are still important parts of my uh lives people that i've bought christmas presents for that i've never met in person or sent christmas cards to or you know um that i know intimate details about like slowly but surely kind of started to fill my life out and suddenly when i came home you know uh, every night like my life didn't feel so empty didn't feel so meaningless i had something to look forward to and as crappy as that game was when it came out those of you guys that played vanilla destiny like you know like it had potential but it was not a great game None of that mattered to me. Like I had a space to hang out with people that I could connect with and it got me through 
that shitty time you know um i i suddenly felt like i had purpose again and, and it like it you know lifted me out of that that funk and um yeah so that's that's basically my story um just goes to show it doesn't matter uh you know necessarily the quality of the game or sometimes it just takes the right group of people or the right circumstances and i feel like video games can do a tremendous you know good for for somebody oh yeah man so we are we're nearing the end of our uh, our podcast here um let's uh let's quickly talk about uh what we've been playing and then we'll bounce for the night um if you guys don't mind i'm gonna I'm 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 go first so then i can hop off and eat yeah go for it dude <laughs> um so i've still just actually been running dragon age um uh, i'm i'm still you know loving it uh super awesome i'm still running ultimate alliance um i'm loving that game so so much and i'm really getting in into uh you know tweaking all the characters and everything and it's it's super cool it's like you know uh deep if you want it to be and i did definitely want it to be. so uh yeah that's a lot of fun and um yeah i mean those those are really the the big two um uh that i've that quick I've progress been... report on dragon age like um that you yeah you're out of the hinterlands probably oh yeah yeah um so i'm already in i'm in skyhold um and I where am I right now? Um the last like big story thing I did, I just uh found some uh like traders notes or whatever and I had to bring them back to Cullen. Mm-hmm. And uh so um I haven't I all right, if this makes it easier, I haven't seen Corypheus after the first time I met him yet. If okay. that may, means anything. Like I as far as big story beats after Corypheus, nothing really like huge has happened. Cool. All right, Roger that. Yeah, and he's super cool. Like I, 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 I guess he was in the other games or one of the other games or whatever. But he seems like a like a total badass. So like, I can't wait to see. More you never played Origins, you said, right? No, this is my first Dragon Age game. Hundred percent recommend going back to Origins after you're done with this. Um, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah. which is which one are you playing right now? I thought you were playing Origins. No, no he's playing, playing Inquisition. Inquisition. Oh. Yeah, just go go back and play Origins. <laughs> if you're like, because I like the uh, surprisingly as the first game in the series, I think the mechanics, um, the whole like you know the graphics and stuff are are what they are because it's 360. But the mechanics hold up super well. Like, like yeah. But anyway, I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. Like, it, it, it's, yeah, uh, it, it's 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 awesome. I uh, I respect my dude just to try it out. So now I'm an archer instead of dual wielding. Um, the double daggers. So uh, I'm I'm kind of enjoying that. It's a you know different pace standing uh, behind the battle with Solus, my mage. While you know I have I my my same crew. I run it every single time. I got Solus, Iron Bull, and Cassandra. Yeah, fucking Iron Ball. Let's go, baby. Dude, um, he's a beast. Funniest shit too. Like when you get to know. Oh, him. He, oh, I love whenever he sees a dragon. He gets super excited. W- what about romances? You, you trying to get some good kisses with some boys or girls? So, like, I wanted to romance Cassandra, but I guess you needed to support the Chantry in order to romance her, and I didn't support the Chantry. So <laughs> she's, she's like, closed for business. <laughs> so, um, I, right now, uh, the two that I'm going after, and you know, whatever one you know blasts off first is the one I'll roll with. Um, I'm going with either Josephine or um, uh, the the dwarf spy. Jesus, I forget her name. But uh, the, she's the one that always reports after you scout a new area and you go to the new area for the first time. She's always the first one you talk to. Mm-hmm. And uh, just don't she, don't make the classic um, uh, 
George uh, Menage a Trois like mistake yeah. where, <laughs> where he's trying. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> yeah, Witcher three. <laughs> so I would say I I don't remember, but be careful because you may close off both people that you're pursuing. After yeah, I I definitely do. So right now they're both still feeling me. Like whenever I hit that flirt option, they both still flirt with me. So I'm like, all right, but I'm just waiting for like one of them to take off and i guess i probably i I probably have to you know do one of the main storyline missions i've kind of just been hitting everything else um to you know advance the romance plot like it's probably you know waiting for me to hit that next chapter in order to sure yeah so um yeah whatever whatever one takes off i i certainly don't want another mass effect 2 moment where i slept with jack and then couldn't romance her after that and i was pissed yeah because yeah. i wanted a romance so I, I don't want a situation like that to happen here where like i I do something and it like you said it fucks you me could, over you could fuck jack i think and then like go after somebody else though like yeah you can right. yeah but like, yeah you, but, yeah, you have to respect her like in order to yeah but so. then jack hates you because she's like oh you're just like all the other fucking men out there and yeah. like just oh, see my, my my renegade chef that's what i did I, I i was like all right i'm gonna hook up with jack and then i'm going oh, that's what Miranda, I did and, I, and i cheated on liara because that was my because like you know renegade separate you don't get fucked you know yeah so uh but yeah no i'm 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 loving it uh i i I can't wait to see you know where the story goes and everything and uh sweet you know because everybody everybody was super pumped at the um the dreadnought rises or whatever trailer for the at the video game awards for the dragon age game oh yeah and uh, mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like, oh, dude, like, what is this? Because like, you know, this was, I think, after Mass Effect had come out. So like they're announcing like their next big RPG. I was like, fuck, dude. And I was like, but I didn't even play Inquisition. So like yeah. I'm playing it now and everything. And I still don't know. Too, but play play Origins and play Inquisition. Like, I, I mean, Origins, I think, are the better world building. Like, that's where you get like your strong foundation for the races and stuff. But yeah. But um, um, yeah. Oh, shit but uh the guy that you meet in this hawk right he's the guy you play in too yeah okay i was just and making sure that was a rare instance where like you didn't customize your character like you could pick your class but like you were either female or male hawk and like it was like a predetermined character like whereas gotcha. like in the first game you were a gray warden who could have one of several different races and origin stories like the origin story that you pick means that you started off in a completely different spot than the other ones went through a completely different introductory like chapter and like like that great warden like he's mentioned if you had one um in three but yeah cool uh, bobby yeah, but that's it oh, so awesome. uh i'm i'm, I'm off so uh I'll, I'll catch you guys later you guys yeah man uh, go get you something to eat bobby what you been playing man i know you reported into us on the chat but uh for for the audience yes i finally finished the last of us and uh i will honestly say i do not recommend uh Looking at fans' reactions uh, to some of the scenes after you've completed the game, uh, I don't think I slept after I beat it because I was watching. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil it; it's old. But uh, oh. the, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I mean the intro part—that uh, like before you even see the Last of Us. Uh, listen, uh, uh, spoiler warning for anybody that hasn't played <laughs> it: we're gonna give you five, four, three, two, one zero now you can't get pissed go ahead talk about okay. whatever you want yeah man when sarah died holy christ like how, how are they gonna start off a game like that i know i, yeah. I was like mm, and uh then of course i beat it and then i'm like i was looking at it online and then all of a sudden it was like 
fans' reactions and YouTubers' reactions and man, good God. I should I told my wife, I was like, I I should not have watched that all night, not tried to show her. And she was like, No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Did you see the uh like way back when that game came out, Seth Rogan played on IGN? Like they had oh, uh, Seth no. Rogan? Dude, it's really funny. It, it's just the opening Check mission. But like it's like his reaction is fine because he's you know he's Seth Rogen just <laughs> like at first and then like that moment comes he's like why would anybody want to play this this is horrible like, like. yeah it definitely it it's it reminds me of the Uncharted games where I remember our apartment burnt down in '09 and I want to say Uncharted Two came out shortly after that because I remember I was living in my in laws. Uh, because the apartment broke down. And uh, when that came out, I remember staying up all night uh, and, and beating that game. And it just, their games, just their stories are just so fun. You can't, you can't stop playing it. And I couldn't. Uh, the Last of Us was so good. Uh, I did some of the like sneaking around I wasn't really good at. Uh, sure. Because I get too excited. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to kill him now. Uh, like I'm trying to play Wolfenstein and sneak around, try to kill people. I'm not. I usually like bump into them first because I just run and forget to stop. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, I I highly recommend it, and it's it's just something that I one of my backlogs that I just wanted to get to, and I have a whole bunch more to get to. There's even some games uh, in my PS3 I'm gonna get yeah. to. Yeah, shit, it just man. hurts to think about them. I'm just like, it's just way, way, way too many. Sweet man, I'm glad you finally got to play it. That's a special game. Like the remaster is great, and can't wait for two. Like you know, to, yeah, uh, take as much time as you need. Take as much time as you need. Comes out next year. You're after. I don't fucking care. Just well, that yeah. The Last right. of Us Two. I avoided like every single trailer. Like since that game came out, or the announcement at E3. Uh, I don't remember which year it started. The trailers, but I avoided it because I didn't want to uh, uh, spoil the first one for me. But I will tell you, I did also Google. Uh, on YouTube, it shows the uh, what is it, Ellie and oh, Joel? Joel, yeah, they're singing live at the Eat the PlayStation, whatever it was. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like you get to see them singing. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Tro- Troy Baker and uh, yeah. the voice of Ellie. It is. Yeah, they both. Is Ashley just... Johnson or Ashley? Yeah, it's Ashley. Fuck, I'm yeah, I'm no, blanking. Yeah. Is Ashley Birch maybe, or is that the voice of Aloy? I don't know. I'll I'll look it up while we're George. How about you? What have you been playing? Oh man, nothing different. (laughs) The more Destiny two, and not entirely enjoying the grind of the Souls of Heroes event, but I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> haven't played Borderlands two since our last uh, episode, but hopefully we'll get us something going um tomorrow because i do really want to keep getting into that especially in anticipation of of three um this is yeah. something i really want to play i i i do need to pick up something new i do need to give something new a go um you know destiny's gonna slow down a little bit until the next expansion comes out but yeah, I, I wish I wasn't going on vacation solstice uh, because i just want to be done with two, it the division <laughs> two has those three new areas yeah I think I Division it's, Two. It's gonna I'm gonna wait till stand. there's a bunch of. I'm gonna wait till there's yes. just a big buildup of content, and they have like a, you know, fucking Forsaken style drop, and then that's when I'm gonna like pop in there. Like that's have exactly where yeah, I, I got in together. and played it, and then mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is the the same thing, just different different uh, yeah. architecture here. And then I was like, all right, going back to to doing anything else. No, I need I need to, I need to get into a single player game or something. I need to pick something up and give it a go. Um, or maybe just finally commit to finishing Breath of the Wild. 
um gears of war is on i think this month now finally uh game pass if you're curious at all about five is cool cover base shooter um yeah there's there's tons of options on game pass and yeah it's just it's we're in that weird lull it's like the calm before the storm uh i think you'll really start like once we get a little more into the meat of borderlands 2 like what we played it only gets better and exponentially better from there like so like yeah, like I'm, I'm excited. I think once we have another good solid play session, you're gonna be like, like full, you know, into it, like ready to to keep going. Like that'll be one where you're gonna be wanting to log on every night to play. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I, I've also been doing the Solstice of Heroes. Have not played nearly as much because I've been video editing. I've had um other shit like going on too like obviously like killer queen community stuff and i had my most recent stream this last weekend so i just didn't haven't had much time to play destiny Uh, i'm only going to do my one character for solstice just because it's too much of a grind i just don't care my warlock's my main so as long as he gets the the uh armor set that's what i did last year for the solstice just got him the armor set and that's what i'll do again um i downloaded but i have not started fire emblem three houses that's that's the game i selected for my trip game so i'm excited to check that out like with every passing day i see more and more people super into that like i and like I, i feel confident about that purchasing decision so um and I finished the Messenger Picnic Panic DLC, so that was fun. And obviously, as I'll just lead it into the plugs because we're running a, a little long on time. Um, this past weekend on stream, I played Grand Theft Auto Vice City to its completion. It started at about 7 o'clock Friday evening, finished at about 2.30 a.m. on Sunday. So um, we uh, we smashed it. Uh, had a, hit a couple walls. There's aspects of the game that haven't aged very well, but still very much a playable game if you're curious 15 bucks on playstation 4 we'll get into how uh, i'm a complete idiot and spent way too much time and energy getting that game to run when i could have just downloaded on ps4 but um that was a lot of fun so i had a good time like it was a cool walk down memory lane at some point i'm considering just to kind of keep my path to affiliate going on twitch maybe popping up the green screen behind me playing solo and doing some of like the challenges and stuff in vice city here and there maybe like you know if i have free time um just to you know do some of the stuff that we didn't explore um so that's it um anybody want to plug anything else before we go uh i will i i at the end of the month hopefully uh i have people making logos and banners and everything for my streaming show is going to be called the list and I've struggled with uh, ADD and ADHD my entire life. And most of the things that I have to do on a daily basis, I have to create a list for. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to get people on and talk about, uh, because I know I know a lot of friends that have made some crazy lists and and things for video games and just, just going to try to spin off that. It's going to be a podcast too. Uh, So it's going to be kind of fun and hopefully everything will come together for the end of the month. But uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Robbie Bobby Miller. And then you could follow me on uh, Twitter at smooth423. Sweet. George? Yeah. Nope. No plug. I got nothing going on to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. Uh, so, yeah, my uh, Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash rental rush. You can search. Oh, rent- oh, I lied. I lied. Duke, do got to plug the wipes. Uh, if you guys need any custom t shirts, totes, cups, mugs, decals, designs, creations by NatNat, um, T Shop, or on Instagram, got to make sure I shout that out. She made some absolutely banging t-shirts for us for Guardian Con, some clan shirts, and then 
there was a uh, George had a, a shirt that he wore on the second day of the convention called Season of the Nerf. So kind of joking, uh, Bungie has been Season of the for the past year, and he did of the Nerf, and he had like a list of the weapons and gear pieces that were nerfed. And even got some photos with some Bungie employees. It's fucking brilliant. So yeah, her, check it out. Her products are definitely awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, and then other than that YouTube channel, I still need about 40 more uh, subscribers. So if you're listening to this and you don't subscribe on YouTube, I would like 40 more subscribers so I can get my custom URL. So it'll be youtube.com slash rental rush instead of youtube.com slash a at sign four, five, six, three, eight, seven BZ, whatever the fuck it is. So please, please, please do me a favor. And that goes for our show here as well. Like, share, subscribe. Um, we always appreciate it. Drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, George and Bobby, it has been an absolute pleasure. Next week, I'm on vacation, so uh, somebody else will have to take over the duties of hosting, but I'll be there in spirit. So good night, both of you guys. And as always, it's been a pleasure.